0: the official Guns Up Nation podcast, the premier voice for the fearless fans of Raiderland. Let's meet today's hosts. Hey, Red Raider Nation, you're listening to the official Guns Up Nation podcast. I'm your host, John Darden, alongside the mastermind and guru behind Guns Up Nation, our co-host, Michael Cole. Today's guest has, in my opinion, one of the coolest journeys, biggest smile from this year's men's basketball team from hyping up the student section to the iconic screen before the UT game at home. This guy drew every red Raider in he averaged nine points, four and a half rebounds and three assists per game this year to go along with a 44.8% field goal percentage. And literally that smile. And we're going to zoom in on it on the camera here. That smile stole Texas tech fans. Hearts, Guns Up Nation, welcome Adonis Arms.
1: Hello, how are we doing? How are you doing? Hey man, I feel great, appreciate you letting me be on here. Man,
0: welcome to the show, dude.
1: Yeah, I love being here, man.
0: So, what what are you up to right now?
1: Hey man, I'm just chilling, training, ready for the NBA draft and stuff like that. I'm actually leaving um, May 5th to go to Arizona to continue continue my training and stuff. Okay, okay. That's what I'm doing right now.
0: We'll uh we'll jump into what that looks like for you here in just a minute. But we're starting off first question with all of your former teammates by just asking you to reflect on this past year. Crazy.
1: Hm. Reflect. Do I just pick a word or like a sentence? <laughs> Dude, you take this however you want to, man. This team is probably one of my favorite teams I've ever been on, you know, because we're all we're all so annoying to each other. <laughs> like we're just annoying. I know Marcus was talking about KO being annoying, but he is. Like KO is like if he's not one of my better friends on the team, he's like probably one of my best friends on the team. He's just always annoying me. He's just, <laughs> just touching me, looking at me, just it's Kevin O'Banner, what a guy. What a guy. guy. What a guy. Um, Davion Warren, <laughs> what a guy. I mean, I can go down the line with with every single person. I mean, I love this team, it's super cool. Uh none of us knew each other before we got here and then when we all got here, it was like we knew each other for years. So,
0: Have you had a chance ever to vocalize what this past year has meant to you? Or is this the first time?
1: No, I did it after the, uh, the, the loss to Duke when it was me, Bryson, and Coach Adams at the little you know, table talking about the season and stuff. And, I mean, this team, like I said, is probably the best team I've ever been on. Like, successful with basketball-wise and off the court. We're just hanging out with each other. After games, before games, watching film with each other with no coaches around. I've never really been on a team where guys are like, let's let's watch our last game. Like, what? That's crazy. But just us being together, connected, the best team I can ever really play for. And then Coach Adams, the best coach in the Big 12. So, Boom. 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 This is a side note, and, and
0: we'll see if this remains in the podcast or not. This is purely organic. This
1: is absolutely organic. Not on the script. Capital O. Capital O, or
0: organic. (laughs) Did you you see that Michigan player about an hour ago tweet that Coach Adams is a coward? I did see that. What's your response to that?
1: That's tough. That's tough. I mean, I understand both, both, uh, I don't know, man, both perspectives of the situation. I really do. So I can't really talk bad on Coach Adams because, I mean, we know who's leaving. TJ is one of the best players on this team. And he was a draft pick before, you know, he got hurt and all that. He was a lottery pick. So, I mean, for him wanting to go somewhere that he thinks is better for him and then a coach that really loves him wants him to stay and show him, like, this is really good for you too, I see both sides. Yeah. So I can't really agree with either one, but, I mean, I'm cool with both of them. So,
0: Have you considered a career in politics?
1: Uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm gonna stay away from the politics. <laughs> That's not for me. That was a that was
0: a very very wise response to that. So Mike and I, after you reflect on that question, see if you want to let us keep that in there. We'll we'll see. So hey, Red, Red, Red <laughs> Nation, I, that was a capital O organic thing. Organic. <laughs> oh, what what stands out for you this past year?
1: Uh, other than winning um, and uh, the bond that we have with each other, with the brotherhood. Um, I would just say everybody willingness to want to win, not just to win games, but want to, uh, in practice, you got guys yelling at each other, you know, really, it gets crazy in there, but it's all out of love though. It's not out of selfishness. There's no clicks. No one's really teaming up with each other to get ahead of somebody else. It was just like a perfect team. Really? I would say,
0: do you feel like I'm
1: jumping ahead here. Do you feel like y'all underachieved? No. I feel like we overachieved, if anything. Um, Before we got here, I I don't think we were ranked at all. Nobody really respected us because, you know, Coach Beard left to go to Texas, and then there were some transfers out of there. So it was really, what, five guys on the team, and then you had to fill that void, and then we come out and win how many games? 27. 27, 27. 28. Yeah, Yeah. 27 and 10. You can't tell me. That's – No.
0: We overachieved. So I, I asked the question because Marcus's response to that was that he felt like y'all did underachieve, that you could have made it to New Orleans, we you have. should have made it to New Orleans. That's true. So just interesting perspectives here. Yeah. We're just yeah. trying to continue to create this Twitter beef here. I mean, Marcus,
1: Marcus has been here for, what, three years, right? Two, three years? Two years. Yeah. Two years? Mm-hmm. So for him to see the constant growing of Texas Tech and the program, what it can do, I can see why he would say that. That's his, I think his perspective is a his persp- right? Yeah. I think we underachieved because of all the the hate and all the negative things that were said, and then we come out and actually are great. Um, I mean, we had times where we could have won the won the Big Twelve championship. But Absolutely, we let games slip away, and I mean, playing in the Big Twelve is hard, man. There's really good teams in this conference, and they're really good. But I think we underachieved for that point. Final four, we definitely could have. I thought the whole season we could have won the national championship to be yeah. honest with you but Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think uh everybody in Red Raider Nation believed that. Uh, especially halfway through the season it's like okay, yeah. this is this is legit here. Yeah, it's
1: looking real real life like, yeah. This
0: is this is something special and unique and we'll, and we'll get into that here in just a little bit. Why did you choose Texas Tech?
1: Uh I mean, I chose Tech because I mean, the way that coach Adams and coach Sudden Coach Perry, me and him had a relationship before he came here, but, you know, just the, the family feeling, you know, like I wasn't going anywhere else but home type. And I'm not even from here, which is it was crazy. Um, also, Coach Adams making my mom and sister laugh on Zoom. I couldn't come to actually be here at Texas Tech because of COVID. I couldn't come. So for him to have that type of relationship over the phone and see his body language, interact with my mom and sister – I mean, it's crazy to see them laugh. They're my superheroes. So, they feel good. I feel good. So your your family had a lot to do with your decision. Hundred
0: percent. Hundred percent. Where else were you considering? If you if you can share.
1: Uh, I mean, I had Iowa State. I had Butler. I had um, what was it? Marquette. Um, Xavier. Uh, mm, Texas. That was pretty much it for the. Power five schools. Pretty much it. That's a list. Yeah, I had I had a lot of I had a lot of schools, man. Uh, I was very grateful and appreciative of all the schools that reached out and wanted me to play for them, um, but I just, with me, it takes a long time to make a decision because I think about it thoroughly and all the pieces and stuff like that. But Texas Tech just, it just seemed right. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it just clicked for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Uh, go back in time with us, like back to junior high, high school. Uh, your story's been told many times by commentators. Uh, let's hear your version of that.
1: Uh, my version of the Adonis Arms story is straight organic. <laughs> That's
2: the theme here <laughs> the today. Th- the theme of,
1: <laughs> but uh, for me, I think um, the story starts with. I think I said it on my uh, my draft picture. It starts with the four year old Adonis Arms that had the belief and courage to go after what he wanted. You know, um, for me. It's never about no or like someone saying I'm not good enough or whatever the case may be. I just know what I want to do, and I'm going to go do it. If it's going to take me five or six steps to do it and it takes you two or three, I'm willing to take that to get where I want to go. So from uh, Mesa Community College to Nampa, Idaho, and my Division II school, shout-out Coach Rush, Nighthawks. I forever loved that school. Um, Winthrop University was great. Won two championships back-to-back, the Big South uh, Conference Championships. Um, went to the NCAA Tournament, played Villanova in the first round. I mean, I couldn't ask for anything better. And then coming here to Texas Tech, being a point guard really for the majority of the season, helping this team get to the Sweet 16, had a great game against Duke, just falls short to Coach K and those guys, who which is a, a very good team. I think they shot, was 71%? 71%,
2: Yeah. And Coach K's final season. Right. So, like
1: you can't – that's a great team. Yeah. So I wouldn't script it any better than that. So let's can we dive
0: deeper into that?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I want clarification on some of these things because everybody else is telling your story all year long, but we want to hear it from the source. Mm-hmm. Is it accurate that your senior year to freshman year in college college, junior year of high school to freshman year of college, you're under six foot.
1: Mm, 100%. How tall were you? I was like 5'10". What did you weigh? Wet, like 130,
0: 140, maybe. 130, 140. Maybe, if that. Okay, so 18-year-old Adonis Arms. 18. 5'10", 130 pounds. Something like that. So you walk on to Mm -hmm. Mesa Community College.
1: It was actually an open gym run. It wasn't even like a walk. It was basically I was a walk-on, but I didn't get that walk-on opportunity if I didn't play in an open gym with the head coach's son, who was friends with my brother's dad. Basically. Okay.
0: (laughs) Funny how life works, isn't it? Like you're you're just you're. I have no idea. I'm
1: just hanging out with my brother Antoine Baker. I'm hanging out with him, and uh, I mean, we always go to the gym when we're hanging out with his dad. So it was an open run. Was not expecting any of that to happen. All God work, really. But Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So let, let's keep going then. Mm-hmm. Open run. Mm-hmm. What coach sees you. What kind of skills did you have back then?
1: Oh, I was always good. Okay. Yeah, I was always good. I was just undersized or too small or whatever title you want to put on that. That they didn't want to give me the opportunity to do what I always plan to do, which is play basketball and have fun doing it. So that was me.
0: So you were primarily what a point guard, a two, mm-hmm. running both. Mm-hmm. So you could dribble. Mm-hmm. You had moves, mm-hmm. but in the paint,
1: you, are you dunking at this point? I mean, from my freshman year of college, I think I had my first dunk. My first dunk actually was a windmill. My junior year of high school. What height were you at that time? I was like, I think I was like six foot. I was like still in the same little range. My first dunk was a windmill. I tried it, didn't know I could do it, did it. Everybody in the gym went crazy. If I have that video, I will show you. When so send it crazy. to us
0: and we'll throw it on the video. For sure. If yeah.
1: you're willing to. Yeah. So you had some ups then. What was your vertical? Back in high school, it wasn't close to what it is now. Maybe 35,
0: 36, if that. 35, 36, no <laughs> big deal. <laughs> Something like that. I, don't I know. mean, that's about, that's about how high Mike jumps. Oh, yeah. So. Not really. <laughs>
1: yeah. Not really. Still had a little length, so, yeah.
0: Okay, so let's keep going then. You walk on to Mesa Community College right. because of an open gym run. The right. coach saw you, right. saw that you had some moves. Let's keep going. What was that year like?
1: Uh, I mean, that year was pretty terrible. Um, the head coach really didn't think I had the skill set to play at his junior college. So, I mean, all credit goes to Mike Contreras, who I talk to every single day. Like, every single day. He's, like, basically, like, my big brother, really. And uh, Brad, Coach Brad, shout out. Without those two being in the mix, I don't even think I would be at this table right now. I mean, they fought for me every single day. Give them a shot, give them a chance. And then, I mean, I, I just ran with it. With the opportunity, you have to seize that. Like, you only get one. Like, Eminem, his song. that That always plays in my head, like, one shot, one opportunity. So, for me... It was just always, just give the glory to God, do the best you can, work hard, smile, and have fun with it. We're going to have to get a copyright license to
0: to be able to quote Eminem on that one. <laughs> we'll play it in the background, but I don't, I don't think we can pay Eminem enough to, to... We'll see. I don't know. Maybe you can tweet it, Eminem. <laughs> he ain't going go. to respond to me. <laughs> I mean, he'll see a blue check. Hey, right? He might. He might see one. <laughs> I don't know. Hey. Okay, so let's keep going. So the mm-hmm. next evolution then of your organic
1: journey... right. Is what? Keep grinding. I played another year at Mason Community College, so I went two years. Uh, My sophomore year, it went better. Uh, It was still a lot of adversity going on, obviously, but the the head coach thought me and him had a better relationship, I would say. It wasn't perfect by any means, but it was better. He let me play more. He let me be more free and control the offense more. But, I mean, it was still a junior college. It was still tough. Anybody that goes Juco and comes out is – you have my respect immediately because playing junior college is one of the hardest things you can do in college. I mean, why it's just a dog eat dog world. You don't really have a team. You have people. are right?
2: all trying to make it to the next level. All so, trying to go
1: D one yeah. everybody. So, I mean, it's, there, it's not like a team like Texas tech where people on your team are actually helping you get better and want you to be better because if you eat, we all eat. Right. But, so is it just a stat grab? Basically. Okay. A stat grab.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, if if someone sees you hurt in Juco, they're probably going to be like, okay, good. Thank you. Let me get his minutes and play well. If someone sees you playing well, they're probably – they're not all guys, though, not all guys. Some would probably be like, he's doing really well. Like, he's, let's, let's, let's help him get even better. Some guys would be like, dang, why is he playing so good? So, I mean, it really depends on the people that's on your team, who cares for you, and I think I just got lucky. So two years at Mesa Community
0: College. Mm-hmm. At what point are you starting to hit your growth spurt? Uh,
1: I think my sophomore year, end of my sophomore year, I get like six three, maybe six two, six three. So I got a little more height to me. Are you filling out? No. Are you okay? No, I'm still still small. I didn't really fill out till I got to Winthrop. I think my red shirt season at Winthrop. But um, before I went there, I went D two at Northwest Nazarene in Napa, Idaho with Coach Rush, Coach Roderick Rhodes, and those guys. And that team was amazing. Like I tell everybody all the time, if my D2 school was a, a really good Division I team, like really good Mountain West or something, really, really good, I would have stayed at Northwest Nazarene. I would not be at Texas Tech. Because of the people that was on the team, one of my favorite all-time people and one of my best friends, Obi Megwa, was on the team, Jaden Bazant, uh, I mean just being there with those guys and it was like a family again and then a head coach that believed in me and trusted in my ability to go play basketball at the, the best ability that I could do I mean you don't ask for anything better than that all you want any player could tell you Any, if you have a head coach that believes in you 100% and pushes you to be the best you can be that's all you ask for
0: what if you had a head coach that didn't believe in you 100% like, you sounded like maybe you experienced that in your
1: community college. Oh, I definitely, definitely. It didn't happen in my community college, too. It happened when I went D1, when I went to Winthrop. So, okay, so let's keep going then. Right. So from a down to a up, back to a down, which is kind of up because you won the Big South Championship two years in a row, I have no disrespect, no, nothing bad about Pat Kelsey, that the head coach that went to uh, the College of Charleston. I don't have anything bad to say against Coach Kelsey. I mean, he's a great coach. He does what he does. I just don't think his system and the way I played was a perfect match. I just think it was different. Um, So from my perspective, I don't think he truly believed that I could help his system in the way that I know I could. So that was a letdown being there for a year. Well, two years really because I had the red shirt, transferred from D2 to D1. You got to sit out a year. So being there for another two years, not playing one, it kind of hurt my confidence a little bit. But, yeah. So, let me back up. How How
0: did you wind up at Winthrop? What was the, what was the process to get there?
1: Uh, so, the process to get there was, well, first, I knew when you play D2, you have to have your stats. You have to have, like, awards and stuff to even get your name on the notable list of transfers when you go to the transfer portal. Like, to go to a good school, you have to have these things behind your name to back it up, like a resume. Like, you have to. So for me, I thought organically, <laughs> I thought if I win the player of the year, I win, I get first team, and I get, uh, I think it was like CBA, all West Coast or whatever. If, I, if I'm if i on a list for those three automatically, like I'm automatically qualified to go D1 because you're not going to turn down a guy that's a D2 player of the year off rip. You're not going to do that. So, I mean, that's like the dude that's coming here. meek or something? What's his yeah, name? Fardaz. Fardaz? Uh-huh. Yeah. He was, like, one of the best players. Average 19 a game. Solid. Right? So, for, for me, I thought if I win those three or even get close to those three, I'll have an opportunity to live my dream out, one of my goals in my my life, and go D1, which is what I did. I was the player of the year, first time ever in Northwest Nazarene history for men or women. I was, like, a All-American uh, honorable mention, and then I got a whole bunch of awards after that. So, I felt like and I had the confidence to say, Mom – I'm hitting in the transfer portal. I
0: wanna I wanna back up again though. Mm-hmm. So how did did you engage Winthrop in a conversation? Did mm-hmm. they see you at your community college and say, We're gonna offer you a scholarship? Mm-hmm. How did that happen?
1: Uh, I mean through the transfer portal you have your name and email. So any school that has interest in you can contact you directly and I mean listen to what they gotta say. Okay. Uh now I don't talk to any coach any agent any nobody without them going through Mike Contreras okay. the, the coach I talked about earlier yeah. if they don't go through him they don't get to me so I mean that might sound weird or I don't know but I just it's a lot of weird stuff out there and I just want to be safe and, and careful well that's the process right
0: and you you've got to protect yourself mm-hmm. so you've got to put some boundaries up and, and it can't be easy to get to at this point which I think think makes total sense mm-hmm. okay so you red shirt went through mm-hmm. and then you have a a, a Good season Mm -hmm. at Winthrop. Mm -hmm. You decide to put your name in the transfer portal because you believe D1's where I'm headed. 100%. Then what? And how tall are you at this point?
1: I'm like 6'4", 6'5". Okay. Around that that time. And are you filling out yet? Yeah. Okay. That's Eli. uh, That's at uh, College of Charleston. He he is incredible with the weightlifting and stuff like that. He changed DeAndre Ayton's body when he was at University of Arizona. Okay. That's the coach that changed mine.
0: So uh, here's why I'm asking this question because – this year's team, mm. I, I think you all were the poster child mm. of what NCAA is going to look like moving forward, and we're seeing it with this new with Texas team for 2022-23. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a totally brand new team again, hundred percent, just like it was with you all. So I think it's interesting. Like Re- Guns Up Nation has a huge reach, mm-hmm. but I think that that also players like my nephew sitting here, Vison, and other players think about entering the portal are going to listen to this and mm-hmm. be like, okay, maybe I can glean some wisdom from, yeah. from the guys that have done it before. So 100%. I think you're helping out people yeah. who, tech's not even on the radar, 100%. but you can, your advice can help them. Yeah. So you grow, you get bigger. Mm-hmm. Do you attribute that to the weightlifting and, and calorie protein intake? Like what, what all is involved in that?
1: All that goes to Eli. Everything he, f- like, it wasn't a, Adonis is going to work out today. It was like, Adonis is working out today. Like there was no question. I had nothing. I couldn't do anything about it. Like Eli would be like Adonis, when you're when you get to Winthrop, you are working every single day. There are no days off. Like absolutely none. I was kinda scared, not gonna lie, because I was just like, This is kinda a lot, you know. You change DeAndre Aiden's body. I see them lifting weights in here, the weight is really heavy. Like I was kinda scared, but um at that point I just I just knew and like I wanted to go high major. Like when I set my mind to something, it's gonna happen. Like nobody can change that. So I mean pure commitment. Pure, hundred percent. With the glory of God and give him all the faith and blessings, I'm gonna do whatever my mind is set to. So for any guy out here that's entering the transfer portal, I think they should really think about their decision, like think about it like thoroughly, thoroughly. Talk to your mom, sister, dad, whoever it is that you trust, and really get their like backdrop story about what you think they should do about it. This is so good.
0: The, the, the transfer portal, and I want to dive into this more towards the end, is just completely changed, mm-hmm. college athletics. Okay, so your second season at Winthrop, Winthrop mm-hmm. which was your only year playing. Mm-hmm. Have a good year. Mm-hmm. Transfer portal. Pick up the story.
1: Uh, so after I decided to transfer from Winthrop, um, I just knew – I just had a, a burning belief that I was going to play high major Division one For what school? I had no idea. But I knew that that was going to happen. I mean, um, I thought I showed a lot of stuff when we were in the NCAA tournament and against teams that we played in the Big South. Um, so I just had that that belief. My mom didn't want me to transfer though. My mom was just like, "I don't think you should have to transfer Porto again. Like you're fine where you are." And no disrespect to my mom, but like I said before, when I have something I want to do, I'm going to do it. And I listen to my mom about everything. So for this. For me to go against what she thought was best for me, actually was the best thing for me at this point coming to Texas Tech. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it.
0: So, talk to me about the process of of being re-recruited mm-hmm. by these D one schools, and you named you named a list mm-hmm. of some heavy hitting programs. Hundred percent. What? What was that process like? What all did you do? And you talked about your decision to come to Tech, but tell us more about the the inner workings of, of being recruited by these teams again.
1: I mean, I think this time was harder because I couldn't actually go to the schools that I wanted to go look at and see for myself and, like, get a body-to-body, you know, feel for the head coach and the assistants and all the players. So I think this year was way harder. Um, I had more voices in my head, like – my mom, my sister, friends, when they saw the list that I showed them and the couple of schools that I told you, the first couple of schools they'll be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, go there!" Like, you know, I'm like, "Nah, that's not a good fit." They have three point guards and two shooting guards. Why would I do that? You don't go off of the the name of the school. You go off of the comfort that you have within the school. Like, how will you benefit? It's a two-way street. Sure. Don't let anybody fool you. Nobody. I mean, they got to get something from you, and you got to get something from them. So. Yeah. that's life right Um, that's life exactly
0: so you you who all did you have your zoom meetings with
1: uh for tech it was mainly it was mainly uh sutton peary uh coach adams um it was mainly those three really
0: for that side note you surprised coach peary's
1: moving on i am actually it kind of shocked me i didn't even know about it I walked into his office, and I mean, his pictures and all that was there. But I saw like a little, like I don't know, pile of stuff folded, and I was confused because he never has anything folded unless his wife is there. But I was just, I just, found, I found that kind of weird.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we won't dive in, in, any deeper into that then. <laughs> we'll, have that <laughs> no, com- we'll have that conversation whenever we turn the mic off. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, okay. So so. What about other schools that you Zoomed with? What, what,
1: Anything Um, you want to dive into that? I'll talk about the BYU one. Uh, I mean, I think that Zoom call was more statistical than basketball talk, in my opinion. And I have nothing wrong with stats. like, There's nothing wrong with that, but I'm not really on a call to talk about stats. I'm on a call to talk about how you think I will help your team be better.
2: They were focused on your stats or...
1: It wasn't my stats for, uh, per se. Like the whole thing wasn't my, it was like a team stats or another individual on their team to show how their system helped him out and stuff like that. But I just don't think that would have helped me. And I don't know. Yeah.
0: So you were, is it, is it accurate to say that you were going for a vibe and a feel mm-hmm. and and literally you were looking for where you felt like God was leading you to? 100%. So what do you think it was about tech? that led you here?
1: I just think it was the uh, the connection that I saw with Coach Adams and my mom, my sister. Like I was on a Zoom call not saying a word and they were having a clean, smooth conversation, laughing at each other and I'm just standing there watching. <laughs> <laughs> like, they forgot that I was on the call or something. So for that to happen and I'm just sitting there witnessing it, watching it, prove that there's no other school that was recruiting me at that time other than, you know, there's some Mid-major schools, like Division one schools, they were doing that. But where I went to go, high major school, it wasn't a lot doing that. It was a couple, but it wasn't a lot. So that was the difference maker right there. So the connection. The connection, 100%. And that happens organically. Organically. You
0: can't, you can't force that. No. Okay, let's switch gears here. I don't know if this story is accurate or not. I remember reading this somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you can verify if the story is accurate. And if it is, tell us more about it. Or you can shut this... This rumor uh, down. I will shut it down. Teammates, I would mm-hmm. assume it's your community college, mm-hmm. you tell them that you want to play in the NBA and they laugh at you. That's facts. Factual. Tell us.
1: It actually happened at a uh, team retreat, a little, little camp out session. Um, so we were all around this fire and I mean, we had s'mores and all type of stuff. It was just like a little, you know what you do on r- retreats, you try to get together more as a team, brotherhood, each other, form that. So, um, I mean, the head coach told us, tell us your biggest dream and aspiration in basketball, what you want to do. Or it can be anything outside of basketball. So we all go around or whatever, and I'm like the fourth or fifth guy to go, and I told a lie. I told something that would be believable. Everybody was like, oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. One Coach Mike Contreras <laughs> was sitting there, and somebody else was talking. He stops him. He's like, no, Adonis, tell everybody what you actually want to do. So I'm, like, looking at him, like, bro, why? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to tell anybody. Like, you know what I want to do. Like, why are you doing this? So I, like, look at everybody, and I'm like, yeah, I want to play in the NBA for a long time and, like, stay in the NBA, not just be there. I want to stay there. Take care of my mom and my sister. It was nothing but laughter. Like, they thought it was a joke. And I was sitting there really awkward, uncomfortable, didn't want to want to be there anymore, and Coach Mike was just sitting there, nodding his head like this. The only one in belief, the only one that believed me, was like, "Yeah." And then, I mean, everybody kept talking, and Coach Mike said something like, "Y'all gonna be mad when he actually does it," something like that. And I was like, "I know I'm gonna make it." But it's fine. But How yeah. did you feel after that? After
2: the laughter, and I didn't like on that later. I didn't like evening. anybody on my team after that. Yeah.
1: After that moment, like people that I hung out with outside of. Mesa Community College, I was laughing. At that point, the respect level for them dropped completely. Like, I just, how are you going to laugh at what I want to do as a dream? But you believe, but you want me to believe yours. That doesn't make sense.
0: To me. Oh, that's good. So, contrasting that to, that, that statement right there just gave me chills. Contrasting that to your experience this past year at Tech, mm-hmm. it seemed to me, and everybody that's been in your seat at this table has said, it is nothing but love and support for one another. So when you say I'm going to the NBA, everybody says, hell yeah, you're going to the NBA. They
1: tell me that. <laughs> like, they're like, Adonis, you're going to make it. To- Bacho is probably the biggest, I was it, advocate? Is that the word? Yeah. Adonis, you're going to the NBA. You're doing this. Bryson Williams, you're doing it. And I'm just like, bro, you don't got to, like, don't do that. It's fine. Don't tell me that. Oh, no. that's what you need to hear because that's going to happen. So for them to say that, and they've known me less than a year, and then people that I've known for more than a year and – maybe less than a year, same time frame, time difference. Why is it different? Why? Is it because we're at a high major D1 and we're all going to go because we're all good enough? Or is it because you actually believe in me and my ability to play basketball? Which one is it? Mm. That's how I live. Yeah. That's, that's uh, we got
0: some Instagram quotes. <laughs> that's how I live. I this one.
1: And that's when everything though, not just basketball, like, podcast. Mm-hmm. If this is your dream, you want to be the best to ever do it. I believe that you will be, but you got to believe in yourself first.
0: Mm-hmm. Facts. Man.
1: If we didn't have a lot of other
0: questions, this would be a good place to end. But don't <laughs> worry, Guns <laughs> Up Nation. This is not the end. Wow. That, there's some powerful stuff. And, and uh, towards the end, I got some faith questions for you. Because mm-hmm. clearly that's an important part. Number one. Of of your life, the most important part 100%. of your life, but we don't. We're not gonna get there yet. I'm not gonna jump ahead. So NBA process. Yep.
1: Where are you at? Mm-hmm. How's it been? Mm-hmm. What have you been doing? It's hard, man. It's really hard. Uh, training by yourself is more like you might as well just do conditioning every single day, all day. It's just really hard, but it's fun though. Especially with Cavin, um, a guy that I really appreciate, admire. I really like this guy, Cavin. Uh, he's a GA here at Texas Tech. So for me and him to train every single day, and I mean, he, he'll get on me. Like, Adonis, you're not doing good enough. Like you're losing the ball. You're fumbling the ball. He wants me to mess up and make mistakes, which is cool. But I'll try to not make mistakes, go as fast as I can, and stare at him like, yeah, I got it done, stuff like that. So, I mean, it's been fu- fun. It's been hard. Um, but it hasn't really started yet, really. The individual training is just with Caven, but – the NBA process of me going and training with these teams and working out for these teams hasn't started yet.
0: So what's the schedule like for that? You said you're going to Arizona next week. Mm-hmm. What's going on there?
1: So when I go to Arizona, I'll be working out with Phil Beckner, the guy that came in, watched this a couple of times. I think he works for the 76ers now. Is this their player development guy. So I'm working out with him at the facility and then just starting to get this thing moving, you know what I mean, working out for teams and stuff like that later in May. So, yeah, that's what I'm just waiting on right now. I I think we have a good idea
0: of what your expectations are because you've named your expectations and you've been laughed at in your journey. Mm -hmm. But at this point, what are your expectations? What do you foresee happening? You're a Mm -hmm. name-it-claim-it guy and everything you've named has happened.
1: So what are you seeing for yourself? Yeah, I want to get drafted. I want to get drafted. I want my name called. I want to go shake his hand and see my mom cry and my sister cry and see them like... I just want to be in that... That environment where I know they're good, like you don't have to worry about me working hard or, like I don't know anything crazy when I make it to the NBA. Like that's my goal. That's what I always wanted to do, and I'm two months away. Why would I slow down now? Makes no sense.
0: I mean, I think Guns Up Nation, Red Raider Nation, is gonna cry along with you.
1: Yeah, I wish I had another year, man. No, I definitely be rocking that red and black for sure. Okay, you've already answered one of our future questions, and I'm, <laughs> still, I'm still, I'm still gonna, still gonna ask
0: it. But for real. You you mention you walk up on stage, you shake the commissioner's hand. Your mom and your sister are there, and, and they're crying, and you probably maybe will too. I don't uh, know.
1: If I cry, if I get drafted, I'm crying 100. percent I legitimately think, especially
0: after hearing this, Red Raider Nation is going to cry with you, dude. Let's like, cry together. The the love that that Lubbock mm-hmm. and and Texas Tech has for you, yeah. is real. I love them back, man.
1: And and I asked this before the podcast, but do you feel that? I feel it, 100%. I can go to Circle K without wearing any Texas tech gear. Let me see the patch. Is that him? (laughs) Because I'm always wearing a hat. (laughs) Is that really him? Stuff like that. Or taking pictures with kids. If I can make anybody smile and help their day, I'll do it.
0: I think you've made a lot of Red Raiders (laughs) year. I hope so. Legit. And this is not a wrap-up, Guns Nation. Nation. Don't worry. Hey, we're still on page one of our questions. (laughs)
2: Uh, yeah. All right. So the moment the camera came up and it turned on you at the UT game, uh, Tiff off, uh, did that just happen? Was that organic? <laughs> that was organic. <laughs> I didn't
1: see the camera. I didn't see him at all. So you really didn't. See I the camera. swear, I did not see him. So because it looked like a movie. You yeah. Know? I mean, he was just legitimately like a documentary. Underneath, or something. he got all that. That's video of the year, in my opinion. Oh yeah, oh. by far. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody would question that. Yeah, yes. that was crazy. But I didn't even see him. Yeah. I didn't even see him. He was a, a sneaky guy in there. Yeah. Adonis, you were just in the
2: in the vibe. Yeah, the I, was like, the, I
1: was just in the. I was in the moment, yeah. enjoying everything, embracing the fans. Has to get the win. Yeah, uh, yeah it was great.
0: Look yeah. me in the eye. Yeah. Look, look, guns up, nation in the eye. Yeah. You did not see that camera. I didn't
1: see it. I <laughs> that swear. is
0: amazing.
1: I swear, uh, I did not crazy. see it. You can look at the camera like the video, and I never looked down once, like to try to find no, it, because I yeah. I don't see it. Yeah so that was just
0: a, a a legit in the moment like because you knew it was a big game it's right? time to go it, you weren't here last year nope. so you weren't here for all the chaos
1: nope. but still you knew yeah this means more than other games seeing the focus on and kevin McCullough right now i'm gonna tell y'all right now he is straight comedy all he does is make jokes and he's laughing and having a good time he's a kid literally he's like one of my best friends he's a kid But he was focused that whole week going into the Texas game. I've never seen him that focused before. Like, staying after practice shooting, like he'll do that every once in a while, you know, injuries or whatever. He's not feeling good. But that whole week, he was locked in. Same with Marcus, same with Clarence. TJ was locked in. And it was just like another game to me. I just didn't want to let those guys down. Yeah. Type. Yeah.
2: So, same game, UT game. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's the story? Uh, given the UT player, the horns down mm-hmm. when you dribble up.
1: That's actually a play. It's called horns down. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> so that was a play call. That was a play call. <laughs> it's actually called horns down. It was a. It's a. Uh, it's a pass for Bryson. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I can really say the play on here, but it was just a play for Bryson to score basically.
2: Nice. But I, I don't. Re- it, it made for one of the best videos, photos yeah. of Texas Tech basketball history. Did probably. Bryson I mean,
1: score? He did score. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> Mo Bamba and uh, What's the other guy's name Jackson Hayes Were very very upset When I did that after the game Oh They let you know They were like You don't have to do that And I was like Well
3: <laughs> There it is
1: <laughs> Sorry <laughs> Sorry bro It's the play call This is what it is
2: <laughs> Alright Outside of the UT game uh, What other games Were the most memorable for you uh,
1: Playing against Kansas yeah. And beating Kansas at home Was Everything I mean, watching those guys playing in March Madness every single year and you're actually playing against them, crazy.
2: Taking down the giant.
1: Crazy. Um playing Baylor at Baylor, beating them, like that's the national champions. And <laughs> you just beat them. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. I couldn't like well, I couldn't find air to breathe. It was just straight emotion, everything that you could ever you can't really explain it either, which is terrible, but all the love that you have for the game, everything that you want, just
2: pours out at once. Pure adrenaline, pure emotion, 100%, happiness. 100%. Yeah. What
1: What else? What other games? I mean, it's really – Kansas State, like, they're a good team. Like, they were a really good team. They almost spoiled our senior night. Yeah. Like, they're a really good team. So, yep. playing them was fun. They were talking trash, which is cool. But, I mean, playing them was fun. TCU, at TCU, we lost. But playing that game was crazy – Mike Miles, I think his name was, was having a crazy game. Eddie Lampkin, I think his name is, having a crazy game. Uh, <laughs> playing Oklahoma State at their house, we lost, but seeing them on their senior night trying to win and will their team to win and actually getting it done was crazy. Well, that was their national championship that night. 100%. I mean, they couldn't go anywhere after 100%. that. 100%. I was so mad I wanted to win, but seeing them with joy in their families, it was cool, I guess, but. I mean, I can go down the line. All games were fun, bro. All of them. Keep going down the line, dude. I mean, it's not really a game that really, other than Baylor, because of the dunk, that sticks out. Or Iowa State, that dunk, too, was pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Iowa State was really, like, they weren't that good the year before, and then this year they were sweet 16. Won, what, two games two years ago? Wasn't that right?
0: Less than five games. Something something crazy. They were terrible.
1: Yeah, and then they... That's the Big Twelve.
0: Yep. And you beat them by forty points one game. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that just goes to show the how how bad we wanted to win. Like uh Oklahoma was a really, really, really good team. They beat us. Mm-hmm. But we couldn't let them win in the big twelve championships. We couldn't yeah. let them win.
0: Well, and when we played them here,
2: beat them by what, thirty? That was couldn't something let like that. Win. Yeah. That was the widest margin of defeat all season.
1: Yeah. Because they beat us at their home, and it was straight Oklahoma from that point on. Yeah. Coach Adams was not having it with anybody. It was, he was a revenge game. He was upset. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he, I don't even think Coach Adams said 10 words to us before the pregame. He was like, y'all know what y'all need to go do. Like, so go handle it. He hand didn't them. have to hype you He didn't up. have to, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> he left the same uh, celebration video that Oklahoma had against us on loop in the locker room. <laughs> the whole day. It was on loop. So, if that's not motivation to go win, I don't know what can help Psychological
0: you. Psychological mastermind. Yes.
1: <laughs> he was pointing at it like, let's go handle business. Okay. This just popped up in my head. You
0: you mentioned earlier the retreat that you went on. Y'all were cooking s'mores. Did you listen to Marx's podcast yet?
1: Uh, I was listening to a little bit of it, but I didn't listen to the whole thing,
0: no. So he told us a story about y'all's retreat this past year where you were packing um, pillowcases and just... Eating the crap out of each other.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who came up with that game, but all right. So like, <laughs> each camper. <laughs> so we had bunk beds, and there was like a, a gap between each bunk bed. So I think we had we had a water bottle. Yeah, exactly. We had a water bottle. Everyone staying in a big circle around the water bottle, and whoever it lands on is the one that's running. In between the, just lo- gets in the between. yeah, and get, <laughs> and then we had some dice. So we will roll the dice, and whatever number it was, that's how many laps or turns they had to go <laughs> up and down. So I don't know. <laughs> Somebody had five. We would just smack them five, five trips down or whatever <laughs> until they fall in their face or. Whatever, but yeah, that was fun. That's, an, that's, that's team
0: bonding, right there, is what that is. Yeah. What, yeah. what What's another story like that from this past year? Uh, I mean,
1: <laughs> there's a lot of stories.
0: <laughs> uh, one that you can, that you can share on the record yeah. on video. Uh,
1: <laughs> we had, I think, this just happened. Malik Wilson and Marcus. They were throwing eggs at each other's cars. Like, they were egging each other's cars, which is funny. (laughs) Marcus came into practice one time, and his car was – and it got on my windshield, too. I had nothing to do with it, but the egg got on his car or whatever. He was mad, mad at Malik. Malik was just laughing. Just little stuff like that. I mean, there's a lot of stories, too, but they get crazy.
0: Oh, okay, so Malik's (laughs) coming on soon. We'll ask him to follow up to that. Give us some more,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all should just hang out with Pranks, him. maybe? A <laughs> uh, prank. Um <laughs> Let me see. Uh, Clarence. Clarence likes wrapping tiles and smacking people with the end of it. Like he'll get a wet towel and like ink somebody with it. Wet mm-hmm. towel. Yeah. He, I mean, he ups the ante. <laughs> Clarence is dangerous, like the okay. leave a mark kind of. Cla- Clarence so, is dangerous. Yeah. I don't mess with Clarence. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cool. Him or Bacho, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you don't mess, mess with the Frenchies, huh? No, don't mess with the French <laughs> no. guys. I don't know if they know when to like relax. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, like a cultural We're, we're just difference. having fun. Yeah. We're just having fun. Don't get serious. Like, don't get mad. And calm down. <laughs> but yeah,
0: man, I need one more story from you, dude.
1: Uh, man, I don't
0: know. The Guns Up Nation fans need one more story. <laughs>
1: Guns up nation. Um, Bryson will sleep anywhere and everywhere. Before practice, he slept on the cold tub bed. Like the the thing that shields the water from the actual tub, he will sleep on that before practice.
0: Okay. Okay. What, what What would somebody say about you?
1: Uh, that I laugh too much and that I smile too much. Coach Adams didn't, I don't think Coach Adams liked it all the time. Really? <laughs> said, Why are you always smiling? <laughs> We're smiling to practice. Like, what, Coach? Having a good time? I'm happy.
0: <laughs> what? If what? That's the worst thing anybody ever could say about you. Right. Like, did you smile way you too smile much? You too much,
2: yeah. You're way too if happy. If that's the worst yeah. thing people say about you, you're doing pretty good, I think. I mean, I'm going to be so. a
1: little more depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs>
2: Laughter, man.
0: (laughs) Okay, so that that actually is a good segue organically, organically into the next little portion here. So, my seats, our seats, are really close to the student section, Mm. and I I love being over there. It's just so much more fun over there. You hyped up the student section Mm. all
1: year long. Best student section in the country. Tell us more. The best students. I mean, they're the they're the best in the country. Uh, That's. I mean they need to tell you how to do that because they showed up for every single game absolutely but you'd go over there and hype them up like like before inbounds plays you hype them up I appreciate them because they don't have to come to our games but they want to and they they bring another level of energy that we can't do as a, a team by ourselves like we need them
2: it really does change it does the, the motivation and I
1: think somebody somebody in the big 12 I don't know who it was but they said I love going to Texas Tech because their fans always show up.
0: Well, that was Kansas's uh Brom, right? Yeah, I think him? so. Yeah, I think so. He said he his he was asked, where's your favorite place to play outside of, out of uh the fog?" Mm-hmm. And he said Lubbock it, because it's crazy.
1: It would probably be my worst place to play if I wasn't a Texas Tech player cuz it's so loud. Yeah. It's just it's especially for the Texas game, I couldn't hear anything. Coach Adams was saying I my ear was in the huddle. Like I couldn't even look at him because I couldn't hear anything.
2: Yeah. Do you feel like that helps with recruiting? Like when people visit and see that. Like if the, that doesn't
1: help you try to come to the school, yeah. then it's not for you. Yeah, yeah. Like, what? <laughs>
2: it was like what fifteen thousand a night?
1: Yeah. On That's a Tuesday insane. night. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, so
0: playing at the USA. Tell us more about what's like. What's that like for you? What was that like for you?
1: It was like. I don't know It's like you know When you're having a dream And it's getting too good And then you just wake up You know You ever have it's that surreal. You know yeah. Like you're not waking up That's what that is Like you're actually living out Your entire Happiness dream Like every single night It's crazy You can't I
2: can't put it into words bro It's crazy It's those things you think about When you're shooting hoops Like in backyard Yeah or, And, and having actually, those visions Of where, where you could be someday 100% And
1: it actually happens yeah. And then you're just like What that's how I felt when we went to uh, Madison Square Garden. What? Yeah. Never in a million years would I guess that I'm playing in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, like yeah. The,
0: Mecca the Mecca of baseball. Yeah. yeah. Or baseball. Basketball. Basketball. Basketball.
1: <laughs> Jeez. Jeez we, the Mecca of, seriously.
0: Yeah. Uh, favorite game that you play? You, you mentioned some games you really, really enjoyed. If you could go relive one game, what what, what game would that be?
1: If I could go relive one, it would be Duke. Why? Because we should have won. Mm-hmm. It would be Duke, 100%. It would have been Duke. We would have been in the uh, the Elite Eight, and then we would have went to the Final Four, and then we would have been national champions. Yeah. That simple.
0: You, I believe this. and I think I know your answer, but unpack it. If we beat Duke, we win the Natty.
1: Yeah. I mean, we probably have to play Kansas again. But we're winning. that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Y'all already beat them once and took them to, them to play double Kansas. overtime another time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would want to play Kansas
0: again. So, another game, not because it's like revenge, like we should have won, but another game that you were like, this was fun, this was awesome. I just to literally step back in your own shoes and do it again because it was so awesome. Mm-hmm. What game would that be?
1: The Big 12 championship game against Kansas. Why? Because one, it's a championship game, two, it's Kansas. And three, I would never have thought that I'm playing Kansas for a championship right now. Like the Jayhawks. I was just playing freaking Longwood and Presbyterian in a D2 school. And I was playing Scottsdale Community College. Now I'm playing Kansas. One of the best teams to ever be assembled as a basketball place. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be Kansas. <clears throat> Or I'll let Baylor get a rematch. Yeah. Beat him three times? Yep. Mm -hmm.
0: Tell us about your relationship with Coach Adams and the entire coaching staff.
1: Uh, My relationship with Coach Adams is probably one of my best relationships I've ever had with a head coach. Um, I mean, he's just himself. He doesn't care about what you think. I mean, he's just himself. He's a genuine guy, a cool guy. I mean, we all got our faults or whatnot, but... He's one of my favorite coaches I ever played for, Coach Perry. I've known him for forever, and I will know him for forever. He's like family. So, uh, Coach Williams, I went to him every day for um, like scriptures and stuff because he's a pastor. So I'll go to him talk about God and how today could help me, and if I'm having a bad week or a bad day or whatever the case may be, like what verse can I read? Uh, coach Hester, that's at La Tech, the school that he wanted to coach at. That's his dream. I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. He was one of the coolest coaches on the staff. I mean, he came up to me like a like a old head, like just cool, down to earth dude. He'll let you know what it is, like 100 percent all the time. And I mean, that's what all the coaches really. Daryl Dora, he's been here. He has the the culture of Texas Tech, so he implements that every single day. Um, Coach Dmac, that's at La Tech with Coach Hester. He was like the enforcer, punishment guy. Um, he was always there for us, telling us what we need to do, how good we are, how bad we are, when to get on the line, when to go eat, stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, cool. The whole staff is cool, man. This whole team was cool. If you had one more year of eligibility,
0: and I want you to be completely honest. I'm coming back. Are you hitting the portal? No. I'm not
1: testing that. For what? More money? More NIL money? More money More money doesn't mean more happiness, though. Like, I'm good where I'm at. Like, if Texas Tech wanted to say, we'll give you, I'm, okay, that's fine. <laughs> okay. But I'm not going to enter the transfer portal to see what's out there just to come back. That doesn't make sense to me. Did you see yesterday, so Nigel Pack
0: gets the $800,000 NIL deal, and then... Uh their point guard says up my NIL or I'm hitting the portal. Did you see that yesterday? From Kansas State? No, no, no. Uh the from the Miami? Miami, Miami. Yeah, Miami's yeah. point. I can't remember his name. He 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 said and he tweeted out Up my NIL deal or I'm hitting the portal. That's tough. What's your what's your perspective on that?
1: I mean, it's like what I just said. I mean, if he's if he's going after money. And maybe he's not happy at Miami if he is happy at Miami and they get a big time guy like that from Kansas State that can shoot the craziness out the ball and he's still you know wondering what's good with nIL which is good for him I don't know like what what do you want to do like is your mindset on let me get this this team to where it needs to be and get it as great as it needs to be or let me look out for myself and see what opportunities I have that can better myself
0: We were having this conversation before you got up here, and and Marcus and I were talking about this yesterday. Do you think that loyalty to a school exists anymore? And vice versa, too, because I know that this works both ways.
1: I think so. I think so. I think we just saw it with uh, Coach Adams and, and TJ, loyalty. I mean, TJ is loyal to himself and what he wants to do as a person and what he thinks is best for him. And then Coach Adams sees TJ as one of his best players and what he sees best for him in his program. So he doesn't want to see TJ leave, but TJ doesn't see this school being the best thing that can work for him. So he's looking somewhere else. I think that's loyalty. Coach Adams has loyalty to TJ. TJ has loyalty for Texas Tech as a whole, but he also has loyalty to his dream and what he wants to do. So I can't see that. I can see that 100%.
0: Are you surprised that k went
1: portaling? Yeah. I am, actually. Can, can you unpack that? I mean, he's the, he's the starting point guard. He's I call him franchise. Like, he is Texas Tech. He's franchise. Like, he's been here the longest out of anybody. He knows the ins and outs, the culture, everything there has to do with Texas Tech. And he was here when Coach Adams was the defensive guru behind Coach Beard. So for him to transfer, it's like, why? I still need to call him and ask him, but I don't know. That shocked me for sure. Players
0: choosing to to leave Tech. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you you were a little surprised that K Mac decided to mm-hmm. move on. Mm-hmm. Do you have any insight as to why TJ doesn't think that this is the best place for him, or why K Mac? doesn't think this is the best place for him?
1: Uh, I don't have any idea why TJ did what he did, but maybe it was just he felt like it was time. That's the only thing I got on that. And k like I said, I got to talk to him. I have no idea. But for for me to hear that he's entering the transfer portal, I was like, what? Like, it literally shocked me. I thought he was just going to come back and then him in a conversation with Coach Adams and the coaching staff, if it didn't go well... Then yeah, hit the transfer portal, but he's not here. So for him to hit the transfer portal and he's not here, yeah, it's a shocker. So you would one hundred percent come back. One hundred percent. Why? Cause why not? This is <laughs> like I'm happy. Like like you said, Texas Tech and the community loves me. I love them back. I mean, I don't see a lot of negatives in this. We play we're playing the Big Twelve, one of the biggest platforms in college basketball. Uh, We play the best teams. People want to play us. I mean, I don't know. We lock people up. We win games. We have fans. They actually come to the – like, there's too many positives that outweigh the negatives, unless you've been here for a long time and you know something I don't.
0: Sure. Yeah. And one thing that I think is cool, too, is is even though these guys are, are moving on, you all still are brothers. 100%. You're still teammates, hundred percent, and and they they will, like, it 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 would be inaccurate. And Mike, either back me up here or disagree with me. I think it would be inaccurate to say that us as fans and alumni, like, we're not we're not sitting back going, what the heck? Mm. Why would you leave? Mm. And and we're you know fans are emotional, and, 100%. and we are a little upset about it. Like I speak for myself, I'm upset.
1: Yeah, you're, it, you're human.
0: For sure, and you know those are our guys, right? Mm-hmm. I I do think, and I think I speak for Red Raider Nation in saying that, like we're like, what the heck, guys, come on, we love you, we well, love and you. Coach
2: Adams said in his inaugural uh, hiring speech, you know, why would anybody want to go anywhere else?
1: Yeah, is it money? It could be, it could be. I mean, I don't know what could change someone else's mind because I'm not them. Sure, I don't I don't know what they're thinking at that time, so. Well, I do respect
0: your whole crew, all of you guys, Davion and Marcus and you and and all the guys that we've talked to. Mm -hmm. You still, like y'all are still a unit, even though they may be going somewhere else, like you guys still have genuine love and support for one another. I respect the heck out of that. Mm -hmm. It's hard for us as fans, uh, but we're not, we didn't go to battle every day like you guys did together.
1: 100%.
0: So... I think we can see both sides of it but it still hurts man mm-hmm. it still hurts yeah but I can see it to, to hear that you would 100% come back it wouldn't even be a question <laughs> Kirby cut. find a year of eligibility <laughs> if, you could, if, you
1: could, if you could convince the NCAA to give me another year of eligibility I will sign the NI, the National Letter of Intent right here at this table
2: without even thinking about NBA or anything else
1: Like that. The NBA ain't going nowhere.
0: Yeah. I feel like we should hug right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the NBA ain't not going nowhere. I mean, that's my goal. That's what I want to do. Uh, my agent told me that he wouldn't want me come back to college, but that's not his decision either.
0: Yeah. So anyway. I got warm and fuzzies. <laughs> um, like organic. I think that's what every fan really
2: wants to hear, though. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, and it's not about the fans, but, you know, from a fan perspective, right. it's like, man, that's – I would. pure loyalty right. that 100%. you have that much fun here and you have that much love and yeah. feel the love back it's
1: I mean I'm not going to like the whole year wasn't like roses and sunshine it was not. times yeah. when I was like bro come on but
2: what that's any situation though it's that's never like gonna be anything. perfect yeah but. no I will come back All right we'll hug after the podcast is <laughs> over <laughs> All right man oh what kind of hours did you put into the gym, you know, going from being unknown out of high school to a huge pickup transfer in the portal?
1: Crazy. Crazy.
2: I'm a night owl, so like we saw on Twitter, you know. Yeah. You are a night owl. You I'm messaged a night me owl. at three
1: thirty in the morning of the other
0: night. <laughs> like what the heck? Yeah, you working owl. out
1: at the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm a night owl. I like working out it's like midday, two, three o'clock or at night. Seven thirty, eight, nine. Like those two times are prime for me. I am not a guy that's gonna get up at six in the morning to work out. Like I'm I'm not doing it. Yeah. If I'm forced to and I have to, then hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. But if I if that's something that you know I have the free time and, you know, option to either sleep in until eight, nine o'clock and work out two, three, seven, eight, nine, or work out at six, I'm sleeping.
2: What kind of mentality does that take?
1: I mean to be- I think I think uh, the mentality of working out is 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 really on you. Um, I know guys like Bryson. He wakes up, he'll be up all night having fun on the game, partying all everything. But he's up at six to go work yeah. out. Like that is that's crazy. Like, I, that's not healthy in my opinion. Like, I don't think <laughs> I'm in the same boat, but yeah. I can understand where you're coming from. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's but that's Bryson, and yeah. you see the results you get out of that. I mean, he's First team, all consistency, consensus, I think, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, yep. I mean, he deserves that. Yeah. He deserves that. And that's just waking up at 6 a.m. That's not the trick to get you all those accolades. It's the consistency. It's like, I'm getting up at 6 every single day. No matter what I do, I'm getting up at 6. Or I'm working out at 2, I'm working out at 3. Like, it's a consistent work. Load that you do was every this single day. was
2: this a workload that you had prior to Texas Tech mm. and you've had it since I've you know, high had school it. junior high yeah you've I've always, always been that it. way
1: I've always been this my mom would tell me that I need to sit down more like I need to stay home and relax more because I'm always at the gym she
2: felt like you were almost too dedicated it's
1: always like she was always afraid of me getting hurt or somebody like messing with me or whatever like, mom being a mom just trying to protect sure. me you know what I mean yeah. but I knew that I needed to get to the gym I got to work yeah got to
2: uh, you know it was well known uh, it was kind of part of that same question, but it was well known you were always back in the lab, you know, as you put on Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. last one out of the gym. Mm-hmm. Why is that Kobe Bryant's my favorite player of all
1: time mm, let's go so I mean, mama mentality is anything that you want to make it i mean it's just the determining thing that i 'm going to do this job's not done, like this is what I need to do, and I mean, I got him tatted on my arm kobe yeah. bryant eight twenty four So for him, like for me to follow him, that's what I have to do. Yeah, he inspired you to be that
0: way, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Okay, man, we so many connections here, but Adonis, Mm. this is a very, very, very vital question. Okay, Mm. (laughs) all right. Organically, yeah. So we'll see. This could negate the hug later. (laughs) All right, it's
1: all love, man.
0: So you mentioned the Mamba. Who I have is, in my opinion, the second greatest basketball player of all time.
1: You got MJ first? Mm-hmm.
0: So the question is MJ or LeBron? Oh, MJ
1: no. or LeBron? Yes. <laughs> oh,
2: no. That's tough.
1: How is that tough? <laughs> you, you
2: don't know one way or the other yet?
1: No, I mean, that's <laughs> tough because I didn't grow up watching MJ. Like, yeah, I just see true. highlights and the best of his game logs. Like, I don't see MJ airballing shots. Like, I don't see Because he that. didn't. I don't believe that. <laughs> <He didn't. laughs> I, don't, I don't see videos of MJ like not getting back on defense. So he played. He, didn't. he played every single possession, a hundred percent, every single time. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Like you can be Michael Jordan. You can be the greatest icon of basketball ever. No,
0: no, 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 no. Not the greatest icon of basketball <laughs> ever. The greatest <laughs> the gra- player <laughs> no. of basketball. We gotta give him oh. some full game too, oh. so we no. so can see the proof. No, no
1: facts. <laughs> no. Like I need to see. At least five games of yeah. him up and down, up and we down. Can up up and we down. can provide You only
0: need to see five games.
1: At least. You only need to see five games? I mean, the bad boys made the Jordan rules. so Exactly. So in that whole time, him getting beat up and all that, he got back on defense every single time. I don't believe that.
0: I mean, as they were stepping on his throat, literally, I'm sure he <laughs> probably wasn't up running back.
1: Okay. Mm. All right. You need five games. Organically, I'm calling that cap. <laughs> Cap MJ right, is the a hug Yeah, that's Cap <laughs> Alright, we're
0: moving on I'll still hug you Alright, we're asking all your teammates these questions mm-hmm. Who's the funniest person on this year's team?
1: <laughs> funniest person? Oh my gosh uh, When Sadar Calhoun was here That's what everybody's saying Everybody, That's what everybody is saying so is the funniest he person. He must be Ever. hilarious.
0: No, <laughs> no. So why? Okay, off script or off script. Why? Why? Why couldn't we keep him around for uh, for Red Raider Nation to get to learn this about him?
1: I don't. I don't know. Everybody has their own, you know, perspectives and things that they want to do. For him, maybe it was just that time that I just need to leave. Maybe it wasn't the right fit for me to be here. Just the same thing as me being at Winter. It wasn't the right fit, but. I'm not the type to leave something just because it's not going well at that time. So
0: Man, if he's that funny, he but he fit
1: out. in well with the team. He right. fit in well like, with us for sure, yeah. but I don't think as like the system yeah. helped him.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's just it's funny that every single person who has sat in that seat has said Sadar.
1: No, we love Sadar. Everybody. I wish Sadar was still here. Well, I do too now. Like, I wish get to know. Him. Right. I wish he was on the team when we were playing like Duke and all them because if Sadar gets hot, he's not missing. So like if we're lacking three-point shooting and he comes in and he hits five or six, keep him in the game. He can be that yep. guy. What? Keep him in the game. I would. I'm yep. not taking him out. But
0: That's interesting. He should have stayed. That's insightful. No one knows. All right, a funny story from this past year that you haven't mentioned already.
1: Funny story. Um, <laughs> funny story. One day I was playing Fortnite, and I heard, like, some rumbling or whatever, and it was Marcus. So I look outside my door and he's like running in and he falls face first on the floor and hits the table. And I'm just like, "What are you doing, bro?" Like he's like, bro, they're chasing me outside. They're chasing me." I'm like, "Who's chasing you?" Like the guys are chasing him. I'm like, well, "Why?" i like, "I don't know." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> what?" So, but yeah, <laughs> like, what are you doing?
0: I mean, who's gonna take Marcus down? All right. Marcus took
1: himself down, <laughs> the guy going into the NFL. <laughs> like, he was running so fast he tripped and fell, and I was like, "Bro." <laughs> Let me help you. Okay, who all did you live with? <laughs> uh, I live with Marcus. I live with Bryson, Davion, KJ. Yep, that's five.
0: Okay, okay. Man, we need to get KJ on here. Tell us about KJ.
1: Gamer. Gamer? Gamer. I mean, he's got ups. Oh, he has bounce, for sure. He's acrobatic in the air, too, so. Yeah. I mean, gamer. I've seen the last chance
0: you, but we we need to get him at this table, too. Those we, dunks are real. You yeah. think he'll stick around?
1: It's like there's some power I behind so. him. Those dunks are real.
0: You think he'll get more minutes next year?
1: I hope so. That's up to him, though.
0: That is an elite-level
1: mind right there. All
0: right. Here is your Twitter beef moment. Talk to me nice. I am teeing this up for you. Okay? Smack it out of the park. Boom. Most annoying on the team, and
1: why? Kevin (laughs) O'Banner. (laughs) <laughs> what Kevin O'Banner? And the it's most not close. Anno- no, it's not close. It's not close. He's annoying, but he's funny though. He's cool,
0: but he's annoying. Like Kevin, come defend yourself at this table. Kevin
1: O'Banner is annoying. Why is Ko annoying? He's just like a pest. He's like a little brother that always wants to go somewhere with you, but like you don't want him to, but he follows you anyway. That's who he is.
2: But he gets a kick out of this. But he right? gets
1: a, yeah, and it ends up being funny, which is the worst part. Yeah, <laughs> like, leave me alone. Like you
2: want to be mad, but you can't. <laughs> yeah, you can't because
1: it's it's ko. Can you like, tell us a story? I mean, it, if he walked in right now, I would just be like, "Why are you here?" It's just like <laughs> he's just it's just him. I mean, we missed uh, an opportunity there. See, <laughs> I was doing an interview for our game when we played uh, Notre Dame, and he walked in the camera and said, "Yeah, that's my guy right there." That's him. And I was just like, can you keep walking? Like, everybody else is walking. And this you is my moment here. Like, <laughs> <this> <laughs> is, like, leave me alone. Like, let me enjoy this. But, yeah, it's Kevin O'Banner, man. I love that kid, though. Yeah. Okay. All right.
2: I'll love.
0: So, that's, love. that's two out of three for Kevin. Yep. Davion said Marcus.
2: Mm. They had beef, though. <laughs> <laughs> playful beef or yeah, some real playful, beef sometimes? Nah, okay, playful. Yeah. They
1: were just... If, if Davion says something, Marcus has to say something. Marcus says something, Davion's coming back at him. They're just... Always going back and forth with each other. Yeah. Just like,
2: oh, my God. Were they in
0: the same house? I forget. I forget who you said. Uh Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah,
2: they live in the same house. That, that, yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. Mm. Kind of like brothers. Kind yeah, of 100%. Yeah. <laughs> They're hilarious, bro. <laughs>
1: okay, hardest
0: practice this year and what made it so
1: hard? hard? Yeah, hardest practice this year was definitely the time when I think we lost a game and uh, Coach had us come in, I think it was a Saturday, maybe. And it was a cool, the mood was super chill, so I was, I was really confused. We didn't go to the, I don't think we went to the film room first. I think we went straight to the gym, so it was automatically weird. And we went on the baseline, so I was.
2: Like you kind of saw what was coming. I didn't kinda see like,
1: anything. Cause he, no. he came out super cool, chill, calm, collected. He wasn't mad, arms wasn't folded. He had his <laughs> drink, whatever in his hand, and he was just walking around, chilling. And then he said, play the video. And I was like, oh, what's in happening? In the gym. Yeah. All of our shoes was on, so we were getting ready for practice. But when we played the video, it was like a circle around some guy. I don't know what it was. And he said, baseline. We we're already standing there. And uh, <laughs> he said, All right, you got 30 seconds. So we had to like, then we had to up and up and back. Maybe it was like 15 seconds or something. We had to up and back. So then he showed the title and he said, Okay, so we had five things that we had to do. It was touches, like hand claps with each other. Uh, talking, like communication, non-box outs, uh, bad shots, and turnovers. Those are the five, I think. So he showed all five of those, and we ran for all of them. All the circles. (laughs) So if it was two circles, we had two of them backs. One circle, one of them back. But we did that for about two hours. Two hours? For about. Maybe. Hour 45, two hours. Psychological. (laughs) That was pretty bad. I was tired. Yeah. Yeah. Austin Tipperman, Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. He was uh he was so tired, one of the coaches thought he came to practice drunk. He was like leaning over, his face was all red like this. He was just like, bro, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's almost over. Like I walked on <laughs> for this.
0: Yeah. Oh man. That oh, was terrible. Was that the same practice that uh, who was talking about this? I'm I'm getting I'm getting guys confused here. I think Marcus was talking about this, maybe. Uh,
1: no, nah, that's remember. pretty bad. It
0: was pretty bad. Yeah, the your legs are just jello. Yeah. Done. It was pretty bad. You're telling me you did up backs for 2 straight it hours. It was some like that. That's rough.
1: It was some maybe 2 hours is far fetched but it was a long time. It felt like 20 two hours minutes. A, it was a to way, me, long time. 20
0: minutes of up backs and I'm dead. Yeah.
1: yeah. For Ooh. the rest of the year he had the ball rack on the side of the like on the side of the the practice facility where if you turn it over you lose a ball. If the whole rack is empty you run for the remainder mm. of practice. We didn't do much of those, but...
0: Do you think... Let's, let's, let's dive into the head of your former head basketball coach. Is that strategic? Because your defense is so... it's it. Yeah, everybody's moving. Mm-hmm. You were moving the entire time, mm-hmm. which has got to be absolutely exhausting. 100%. You're moving, you're switching, you're helping. Mm-hmm. Nobody rests nope. when you're on defense. Do you think maybe a day like that is... I'm doing this. A one for punishment, two for conditioning mm-hmm. so that the defense you can go up and back three trips, mm-hmm. play that kind of defense for thirty seconds and still be fresh enough to get a quick basket on the other side.
1: Maybe. I think so. But I don't know what's going on, Coach Adams said. He's the defensive guru. That's what I heard before I even got here. So whatever method he thinks is best for us to get better on defense, I think he used it all year. Whether that's I mean Five on five, up and down, four on five, whatever. I just think whatever he thinks is the best to shape his team to be what were we number one or number two this year in defense? And Ken Palm, yeah. I think number we one. finished number one, yeah. Number one, yeah, for a while. To be number one. Yeah. So, yeah. So you do it all
0: over again? Yeah. Maybe not the two hour outbacks, but
1: I mean if it if it equals
0: wins, then I'll do it. Okay, so time coach Adams surprised you.
1: Um so, I think we were playing – it was in the – I think it was in the Big 12 championships. He told this story. I forgot what it was about, but it had me moved, like, so good that I wanted to cry before a game, and I don't cry before a game. I don't cry in general, but the story that he didn't want us to lose and, you know, like, the, the fire that he had and, like, the determination. I think it was actually against Texas, at Texas. Thing it was just like, I don't want y'all to lose, and like it was crazy. Just the, the pure like emotion he had, it shocked me. I was like, what is going on? Because he's usually like this all day, looking mad at the world. <laughs> but, yeah, that's it.
0: So that was real. It was real. Your favorite, absolute favorite moment from this past year. <clears throat>
1: Absolute favorite moment of this year. It may have been senior night when I was walking on the court with my mom and sister. Like seeing them, like watching the video and seeing my mom throw up the guns and then my sister waving, seeing them both smile. Maybe that. Because that's all I want to do is see my mom and sister smile. So anything I do on the court, I already know I can do. Mm-hmm. It just happens. Yeah. But to see them smile, I would probably say that's a, my favorite part.
0: A hard moment for you personally mm-hmm. this last
1: year. Hard moment. It was actually, I think, it was when we played Tennessee at Madison Square Garden. I don't think I scored that game. I think I walked out with a donut. I thought I sucked. Thought I was terrible.
0: That yeah. Tennessee game was just ugly. Yeah, that <laughs> was just ugly all yeah. the way around. 100%. I mean, hundred percent. I think both teams. That was uh, that was a scrappy win though. Mm-hmm. It was. Mm-hmm. But personally, that was rough for you.
1: That one, I'll say that one and when we played Kansas at Kansas. That was rough, too, because I didn't play that much. I was going through something. I don't know. But those two, probably my roughest times. Could
0: could I ask you to unpack that a little more?
1: I mean, yeah, we went into a double overtime game against Kansas, and I played 11 minutes out of 50. I was confused on why. Never got an answer, but just kept working. 3 a.m.
0: Man, that ties together so well, though, right? Like, eleven minutes out of fifty, mm-hmm. you're frustrated, mm-hmm. which I feel like, is angry is deserved. Yeah, and instead of throwing the towel in, you went back go to, to work, the
1: down, go to work. Yeah. There's something obviously that I'm not doing right,
2: so I got to get back in the gym. Got to shoot.
0: So we got one more section left if we got time. That's crazy.
2: And there's there's a few more of these questions that have come in. Mm. We, are there? You want me to go through those?
0: I mean, what how are you on time? I'm good. Adonis. Yeah. We tweeted out that mm-hmm. we were meeting with you and asked Guns Up Nation what are some questions you want us to ask him? Okay. Question first question. Will you come back to Lubbock? Yeah. How often? As much as I can. You going to come watch games as a fan?
1: I will be here depending on my schedule and like me making it to the NBA, praise. But me making it to the NBA and all that, I will be here for the Texas game. Boom.
2: Uh, Alan asks, when your NBA and professional days are behind you, mm-hmm. what would you do?
1: Uh, I want to I make sure kids know that they can do what they want to do. And, like, you don't have to take no for an answer or there's not a closed door that you can't get through for you to get to where you want to go. Yeah. So for me to give kids that type of confidence and that type of Belief that I can do this. That's what I want to do. Would what that done. be coaching? It can be anything. Coaching, talking to them, uh training them. It can be really anything just to give them that that self-belief, that mm-hmm. confidence that you can do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is quote. What the hell does Adam say at halftime? I need to hear it when I'm struggling. What the hell is he What does he say at halftime? Uh I mean, he looks at the he looks at the sheet. He looks at you. And then, I mean, whatever he sees, he'll he'll press you about it. Like, he's super honest about everything. I mean, if he doesn't think you're playing well, he's going to tell you. If he doesn't think you're boxing out well, he's going to tell you. If you're not getting back and you're a guy that's supposed to get back, he's going to tell you. If you're not making shots and you're always in the gym, we're always shooting, you need to make your shots. Like, he's not going to sugarcoat anything because he wants to be great. I mean –
2: are, are there big motivating speeches sometimes? Yeah, they're real epic and.
1: Hundred yeah. percent. All the, I mean, like the one I told you when it, it moved me really before a game. Like, I wasn't expecting him to do that, but yeah. like it just it got me differently than somebody else. So, Coach Adams is a guy that's he loves you like for real. Like it's like a genuine like, I want the best for you. Yeah. Sometimes you might not see it because of what you want to do, like TJ, but. He wants the best for you, and you should want the best for yourself.
2: I think we got a peek into that on Twitter uh, before the Notre Dame game when he said something along the lines of, you mm-hmm. know, I, "I don't want this to be the last time I see you guys." Yeah, and he
1: slapped Marcus's leg. Yeah, time that like was that. one that
2: gave us all chills.
1: And mm-hmm. yeah, 100. You know. I understand I agree with that. I was in the back. I was just so in the game and just mad. I wasn't even listening to Coach Adams at that time. But when I saw the video, I was like, "Yeah, that's tough."
2: Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Let's just go back and forth. Okay. Uh, Alice asks, uh, does does he love us as much as we love him? I do. Fans.
1: I do. I love you even more, actually.
2: There you go. He's, a, he's up in the game. Loves you even more. <laughs>
1: man, I love Texas Tech, man, the fans. I love it. It's dope.
0: Favorite spot in Lubbock to hang out?
1: Mm, I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way, but my room. I love my room. I love playing Fortnite. I love my Nintendo Switch. Okay. I love being, you know, with my people.
0: Fortnite, huh? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about no build mode?
1: It's terrible. <laughs> uh
0: did you ever play PUBG?
1: Bryson loves PUBG.
0: Okay. Bryson, dude.
2: <laughs> Bryson.
0: Pub- man, I get those chicken dinners, okay? So Bryson if you want to play some PUBG, PUBG, I'll get some chicken dinners and then you gotta come on the dang podcast.
1: And our manager, Bo, he plays PUBG. Okay. He's pretty good.
0: Uh, we need to see if his pretty good measures up with my pretty good. <laughs> All
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Robert asks, uh, favorite place to go in Lubbock to have fun?
1: Favorite place to go. And I'll add have to that fun. and to eat. And to eat. Uh, I'm a seafood guy. I love seafood. So I'll say, was it hot and juicy mm. uh, for the seafood? And favorite place to go? Probably main event. I mean, you got what? Was it uh, golf, mini golf, mm-hmm. bowling, laser tag. laser tag? They got the Mario Kart game in there. I'm super good at Mario, so okay, I love that game. So you're
0: well, you're a Switch guy, so that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Drifting and all type of that, yeah, yeah, all that. oh yeah, drifting a Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Who's your character? Me. Okay, so you create your own. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you couldn't be you, who'd you be? Probably Mario or My. Golden Mario, just because it's the standard. I don't think it's the standard. Mario got the most drip on there, so <laughs> okay. Like he on the cover. I mean, like yeah, he yeah. got his own little series. He got the most drip. He's the so man. Mario. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> Luigi, Luigi. wants drip, but he's just not he has, good yeah, enough. He's like the sidekick. Yeah. he's not here. Yeah, he's he had, a sidekick. Yeah, can't get there. Yeah. yeah. What about Yoshi though? No, I don't. Who uses Yoshi? <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever use Yoshi. What is what is Yoshi? Nobody he's knows. He's a dinosaur. He's a, maybe? He's a dinosaur. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's a dinosaur with a long tongue.
1: Yeah, he's extinct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Okay. Uh, my my last question on here is a serious question, mm. so I don't know if you got some fun ones to to to, to hop on, on first.
2: Yeah. Uh, let's see, will you ever come back to the Lubbock for uh, any future games? Like, mm. We like answered that one Texas tech yeah. I guess we yeah. did. Didn't we answered we? that one. Yeah, yeah, Cut that out. I'll
1: definitely be here. Fushing yeah, out. and
2: that's a couple of other same questions here. Um, yeah. They're all kind of stuff that's already been answered. Uh, Do you plan to have basketball camps in Lubbock in the future like some of the other past players?
1: (laughs) That's crazy. I was actually talking to somebody about that the other day. I might. That's that's a maybe still. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know yet. Yeah. I just found out I have a a workout with the Jazz, Utah Jazz. Let's go. All right. Next Friday. Let's go.
0: There's that. So can we break this on
2: Guns Up Nation? (laughs) Can we make it happen? You can if you want. I just found out just now we All right. to Do to say we so I will try
0: to I will try to edit this okay and immediately. put it in a different spot yeah yep. okay so are you giving Guns Up Nation permission to break this because we're not going to be like some of these other people that we'll
1: confirm on Monday okay,
0: okay so you let me know so we can do you. it and then come go. back when it's
2: timely but it's looking good let's go dude let's go that's awesome
0: so that that is a perfect lead into this this next question organically 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 <laughs> So, so one guns up nation fan wants to hear more about your faith.
1: Okay, what do you want to hear about? it? Like, just anything. I mean, God is my Lord and Savior. He's everything to me. I mean, there's no word I can tell you or phrase that you haven't said yourself or already know. I mean, God is everything. I mean, he's your he's your breath of fresh air. He's, I mean, he's everything and everything and every every. I mean, I mean, I don't know what I can tell you. I mean, God is. My Lord and Savior, everything I believe goes through him. I mean, I don't go a day without reading my scripture like a Bible verse like i don't I don't do anything without giving him the glory first, if that makes sense. I mean, everything that I've done is because of him. There's nothing that I've done by myself that he hasn't created or given me the opportunity to do. So I mean, God is forever, will be forever.
0: yeah. That's it. I, I think that's beautifully said. Yeah. Thank you. So. Appreciate okay. it. Thank you. Last question.
1: Yeah. I'm. I have nothing. To, I'm going to get Chipotle after this. So. <laughs> so All right. What's so, your so, Chipotle y'all, order? And, and you This is not cameras. the last question. What's the Chipotle order? I get triple. A. Hey, actually, TJ put me on. So TJ Shannon, this goes out to you. I get a bowl. And I get triple brown sugar or brown uh rice, brown rice, not brown sugar, brown, <laughs> rice. Oh,
0: brown cow, rice. This is a secret ingredient here. Well, you can <laughs> do that when you're your age, <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> brown rice, I get triple chicken, uh lettuce, um sour cream cheese, the medium sauce, and then I get the cup full of lemon over the top.
0: You don't add guac? No. Why?
1: I am not a guac person. Not a guac guy. No. What about a queso guy? It depends. I can't put queso on that because, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't fit well with me. Queso needs to go on a side in a cup where you dip it in a, with a chip.
0: Okay, so are you ordering some queso and chips tonight?
1: Mm-mm, not queso. Maybe no. just because I use the chips. I get chips on the side and I use that as like chips from my bowl. Uh, so you're not a fork guy? No. With your Chipotle? No.
2: Same way here. Smart guy, got to.
0: This is uh, this this is the insightful things, <laughs> Guns Up Nation. That I know you want to know.
2: Why use a fork when you can use another piece of food right. as a device right. to pick up your food? I, right. It makes sense. I've just delicious. never thought
0: about doing yeah. that at Chipotle. I mean, those lime chips. Yeah. As long as it's not too. Sometimes those lime chips are too much. I
1: need it though. You need <laughs> it. I need it. Okay. Like if I don't get the ultimate lime piece on my chip, I'm kind of, you know, like yeah. why? What happened with this one? I respect that. <laughs> you know, like, what's yeah. going on here? Yeah, yeah. You don't want the misfit no. non non lime chat. Yeah. Yeah, no, don't want that.
0: Okay. But but can I go back here? Like let's let's You like seafood. I love seafood. I do too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's Lubbock. Like if I if there's anything negative to say about Lubbock, Texas. And I'm born and raised here. Okay? Yeah. Lived here my whole life. All right. Yeah. Graduated from tech. Coronado, Irons, Nat Williams, and Preston Smith for you, Lubbock people. Seafood in Lubbock is not good.
1: No, it's not bad. It's, it's not just terrible.
2: Going to be the freshest because of our location. But so
1: where,
2: where did you say again?
1: Uh, hot and juicy. I've never had hot and juicy. Tap in. Where is it? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the actual street. Gotta look it up. Should we should we
0: get a potential partnership with Hot and Juicy? They're good. Is it good enough to to
2: get a partnership you'd recommend?
1: I would. Okay. They should have partnered with me all year. I would have been in there. Oh. We,
2: we should have helped make that happen.
1: honest, <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to partner with you. You, <laughs> <laughs> you hey, remember man, this. During the season, I'm just locked in. I know. Sure. I know. 100% locked in. I know. But I, I hit you up on the grid. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> you denied me. Marcus said, do it, bro. Do it. And I said, all right, relax night <laughs> <I'm> denied <relaxed. laughs> me. Because I saw him saying uh, like his beef. And I was like, bro, I want to do that. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> it's okay. But here we are today. Here we are. Here we are
0: today. I'm glad to be here. In his time. In his time. Yes. Organically. Yeah. Organically. Red Raider for life. Yes or no? Organic. Yeah. What does that even mean
1: to you? Red Raider for life? Yeah. I'm always a part of Texas Tech. I think I'm going to get Texas Tech tatted on my arm, honestly. Like the double t trying to figure out a spot to put it
2: I don't know that any players have done that, that that I know of I'm sure somebody has out there I'm Dude.
1: only I've only been here for a year so imagine if I was here for two to three or four yeah. that would have been crazy
0: didn't Andre Emmett have a tech Maybe. tattoo yeah. I, I may be I may be making that up yeah do you know your tech history
1: no not really
0: okay I was gonna ask you some former tech player questions I mean you know coach Dora mm-hmm. he was a player when I was
1: mm-hmm. in school the Jayhawk killer or something yeah oh below. man yeah. Good grief.
0: I mean, mm-hmm. so was Bryson too, right? But Daryl was just on another level really, against Kansas. Uh, so Red Raider for life really is, means something to you. 100%. Through and through, red and black.
1: Mm-hmm. When I saw Patrick Mahomes in the first row of our game, I was like, bro, what? <laughs> he actually came back? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Mahomes is probably one of the top five best quarterbacks in the league, mm-hmm. right? That's not far fetched. Probably top, top three. Five. I mean, we're gonna say number I'm one. I'm not gonna yeah, I'm going. not gonna go that far though. Yeah, I gotcha. I'm, I'm a Packer fan, so I'm not oh. gonna <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, but you grew up in Wisconsin. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: So yeah. that makes sense. It's understandable. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Man, dude, this has been fun. Appreciate Adonis. it. Adonis. Appreciate it. Uh last mm. word is mm. yours, man. What do you want to say to to Red Raider Nation?
1: Uh First, I just want to give all thanks to God first, you know. I appreciate y'all for letting me on here. And uh, to Red Raider Nation, I'll be back. I won't be going that long. I got to go chase my dreams, but I'll be back. Uh, Love y'all. Appreciate everything. But 2-5 will be back in the stadium soon.
0: Adonis, I speak for all of Red Raider Nation when I say we love you Appreciate it and Appreciate it. and we can have a debate over who loves who more. Yeah. We'll let Twitter do that when we post that clip. Go for it. But what what you did in one year. Mm. I mean, you and and your entire team you all came in and took Lubbock by storm, you took Red Raider Nation by storm, and I'm uh, we say this to all of the guys that come to the table on this team. Mm-hmm. You all are special. Appreciate it. We've got the championship team in 2019, and before them, the Elite 18, Mm -hmm. and we've got some sweet 16 runs spread out in there, too. Yeah. But you guys are... There's something different about the the collective of all of you. Mm -hmm. You chose Tech Mm -hmm. after everybody said Tech is done. Yep. You chose to come here. Mm -hmm. And you obviously have enough love that you would come back. 100%. If you could. 100%. Man, you all will forever stand out. In the history of Texas Tech men's basketball, mm-hmm. and, and it may be too soon for you to even comprehend this, but your team, your crew, will forever stand out as one of the most, If, if and maybe I'm being prisoner of the moment here, maybe the most important team. Like, it's debatable between the 2019 national championship team, obviously, and you guys, but it's just different with, with you all.
2: Well, the, and then with the transition that happened, you know, and not the unknowing of where does this go from here. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we went from national championship to complete reset, new coach. There was a lot of unknown expectations. There. 100%. So That's why I think y'all, y'all we came said in we,
1: and... yeah, 100%. Like, we overachieved. Yep. But I get Marcus, too. I get it. But I think, from what you just said, we overachieved because all of those missing factors. Everybody. ESPN, Jeff Goodman, oh, CBS, oh, everybody. Everybody. I was getting so many screenshots and DMs yeah. from people like, Texas isn't good. You're not you are not going to be good. Why would you go there? Saved motivation. Right.
2: Saved motivation. 100%. Right. I was like,
1: okay. I'm going to let you keep that right there. But so, now it's the same people. Bro, you're so good. Right. Like, ah. <laughs> right. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Here yeah,
0: absolutely. And that's fans, and that's yeah. part of it. And we talked about that with Marcus a little bit. It is bit, what but, it is. But yeah. Texas Tech, Red Raider Nation, loves you. Loves your entire crew. Appreciate you it. F- will forever be remembered. You should mm. never, ever have to buy a beer here <laughs> ever, ever hmm. again. Or Chipotle. I'll take apple juice. Yes, you'll take some apple I'll juice. I'll take apple okay. juice. Okay, mm. okay. that's there fair, man. I appreciate cool. that. Adonis, thank you so much for coming mm. on.
1: Appreciate you. I
0: know that we're excited to... Watch your journey mm-hmm. into the NBA mm-hmm. and see, like, you just, your Gotta your ceiling just keeps rising. Got to keep going. And that's that's because you're putting in the work. You're putting in the effort. You're doing the thing. Mm-hmm. The, the personality is infectious. This has been a fun conversation. Appreciate it. We cannot wait to see what's next for you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this has been the Guns Up Nation podcast. See you on the next one.
1: Boom. Boom.